Welcome again to another edition of the Stoutcast podcast, this time in Ceres, California, just outside of Modesto, if you're not from the area. And we are celebrating the two-year anniversary of Blaker Brewing with Keaton Williams, the head uh, the president. broom pusher. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a little bit of everything. Malt dumper uh, and president, uh, and uh, he's got six uh, of their of their very own uh, stouts that are lined up here. Tell me a little bit about the operation. How'd you get into this racket? And this is a big space mm-hmm. for your second year. Right, right. So starting with just Blaker Brewing in general, they're a family-owned you know business from right here in Ceres, a dairy family that's been around since the '30s. The Lucas family. They're still involved in agriculture and dairy and all that, but they decided to get into brewing um, five years ago or so, pretty seriously. Um, started brewing with our head brewer, Tyler Klaproth, about three years ago um, in like a very serious manner as home brewers, and they were working on licensing, building the building. Opened officially two years ago in January, and that was uh, opening day here at the tap room. And then um, as far as me, I was living in New York City actually at the time when I started really getting into the beer industry, started home brewing, um, got really interested, was applying to some breweries out there. You know, I'll intern, I'll do whatever, I'll mop the floor, I'll grain out for you, whatever you want. And just cut, didn't find a lot of traction. Um, I had a job that was sustaining me, so I was looking for just something on the side. Kind of started looking at what you make doing it you know, full time and it's not nearly like what you need when you live in New York City. And so then I decided to move back. I am originally from Turlock. I grew up in Turlock, came back, you know, was like hanging out with my family, doing all that, which is great and got involved with Blaker and it's just been a blessing ever since. Tell me a little bit about where you guys are available. Well, only here on site? Uh, yeah, so we, uh, we're we lucky to say we have, I think, in the ballpark of 200 different places you can buy our beer at this point. Um, we're in Save Marts. We're in Rayleigh's. Um, most of them more local to us, but we are connected with their whole network between both of those chains. We're in BevMo's. We're in Liquor Lockers. You know, a lot of more like mom and pop stores as well as we're in a lot of draft accounts as well and those are our favorites right draft is kind of the at least for me um draft is kind of the the king of craft beer you know you get the more fresh pour you get the 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 way we really intend it to be the can sometimes you get it out there and you hope it's being treated well but draft is pretty controlled so we have a lot of draft as well uh we've got this tap room here in series and we've got our second tap room we just opened at castle air force base in atwater it's called the tarmac it's a bigger concept it's our beer only as well as one cider we have bigger events out there. We're, you know, a lot of ambition for that space to really light up that town. Is it inside a C-130 or? No, sadly not, but we are, I mean, we are like a stone's throw from the Castle Air Museum where they have like B-52s and they've got like one of the Air Force Ones and they've got, I think it was Reagan's Air Force One or something. I mean, there's some really cool stuff out there. So we're a part of all that. Well, when I was a kid growing up in Mariposa, then we would take a field trip every once in a while to Castle Air Museum. Mm-hmm. And uh, and our co-host, uh, Matt, is also uh, graduated from there. So, oh, cool, hey, cool. Let's, let's go to the first one, the vanilla bean. Milk stout. Um, tell me what's in it. Tell me yes. what we're expecting. Mm-hmm. And what's the alcohol? Alcohol starting is a uh, five-five because I know we're putting these in order of alcohol. So we're starting with that. Um, it is a milk stout. So we've got nine different specialty malts in this beer, as well as obviously two row. I think a lot of Maris Otter as well. And then you've also got some, you know, lightly hopped. But then you've got obviously your lactose. We get our lactose from Hillmar Cheese now, um, so it's cool. We like to go really local on that. Um, and really, you're just going to expect a, a pretty smooth beer what I call a conversion beer for someone who doesn't like to drink dark beer. They come in here, they're looking for something different. Often this is a beer I'll point them to. And, um, you know, someone who might like a Guinness might like this beer, though I don't think they're that similar. But, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's, a, it's a lot smoother to me at the mm-hmm. get-go. Uh, there's a little bit of, is it uh, coffee or is it the hops? Like a, um, acrid finish. Yeah, acrid yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, like almost like a coffee roast, that vibe. There's no coffee added. 
But like I said, there are nine specialty malts in this beer. I mean, we've got dark chocolate malt. We've got a teeny bit of something up in that of that level of like a, I don't think it's black patent, but it's something very high up there. We've got a lot of like darker caramel malts. Um, and then we've got, you know, just some, the base I think is Maris Otter. So you definitely get some of the coffee notes off of that. Okay. It's, uh, I, I really like it. I like the, uh, I like the first, the first, but it's really smooth. The, yeah, just the finish on it would lead me to think that it's that it's a coffee, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Is this the vanilla? Yeah. So this this beer has uh, we use um, real vanilla beans from either Mexico or Madagascar in it. Um, you've actually got real vanilla, but we don't. We're not trying to lean into that pastry stout category with this. So it, there is real vanilla that we we create a, a tincture with it and add it into the beer. So we go ahead and like extract it and add it, but we want it to be a note in the beer. Often when you read the name vanilla bean, people often think it should be like this big sweet thing. We're really going for balance with this beer. So uh, we do get, you know, a little bit of roast. We do get a little bit of smoky. There's some chocolate there. Um, and then you get a touch of that, you know, hint of vanilla or, you know, the milk sugar. Yeah. If you if you really like that vanilla, that sweetness and right. that, that kind of taste, then this is this is not, not it. Th- this is not yours. Um, but for, fortunately for me, I'm not crazy about that right. um, taste and I, it's, it's just one of those things where, yeah, it's fine to drink normally, but it's like not my favorite just because I don't really care for the taste. And I'm always like pitting it against like the vanilla that goes in, you know, ice cream and right. in cooking, et cetera. And right. I love that vanilla and I'm not crazy about the replacement that goes into the beer. So, yes. Matt? Well, this is one I've had here before, so I'm a little bit partial to it. I like it. Nothing's overbearing, well balanced. And um, at my tender young age, I'm actually getting into some, some of the lighter alcohol beers now. So, so the 5-6% is kind of my new wheelhouse. Nothing offensive. It's not too malty. It, there's nothing, not too much alcohol. Are you getting any vanilla off of it? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, did you not? No. No? Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, this, you know... Uh, I'm probably too used to this one because this is this is one of my go-to's here. So, all right, like so, it. Uh, excellent, very good, good, uh, fair, poor cat. I'm, I'm going to say very good. Overall, I I like this. It's cool. uh, it's very good. You don't you don't get over. It's it's not over overdone with the vanilla, um, and it's yeah, it's very it's very drinkable. So Thanks. yeah, I like I like yeah. it. All right, awesome. uh, next one is roll your oats. Yes, tell me about that one. Yeah, so this is a, a little passion project of our head brewers, uh, Tyler. Like I said, um, this is uh, just an oat stout, um, you know, oatmeal stout. Uh, fairly straightforward as far as that style goes. Not a lot of like bells and whistles like the last beer. Um, just a nice dense grain bill that. Um, just brings you know a lot of big flavor to it, um, and then you've got a lot plenty of oats in it, so it just creates a little bit of smoothness. But you're not really going to get um, you know anything overly creamy or anything like the vanilla bean, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And then what's the alcohol on this one? Uh, this one comes in I think five nine. It's a brand new beer. Let me double check that. Yep, five nine. So a touch more than the uh, than the vanilla bean at five five, but. definitely has a different there's a different mm-hmm. um, sense and, and just the wafting off of the glass just picking it up right yeah, yeah. I think uh, oh go ahead please no I was just gonna say it's interesting yeah it really brings out I mean you get this um, you really get the oats there is kind of a, a hardiness to it that comes through um, while still not being too heavy on the palate 
Yeah, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to do this this time. I'm going to rinse. Rinse and repeat. Well, yeah. Right. No, it's all good. It's a different taste. It's not. It's not what mm -hmm. I'm expecting from a from an oat. Yeah. Um, and is it? What's the alcohol usually and the thickness usually that for uh, for an oatmeal? Is it? And how does this compare to that? Oh, uh, you mean as far as uh, like the the kind of the body yeah. of the beer? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this is pretty close to what you might expect um, on an oatmeal stout. You may find ones that have a little bit more. I think he was going for something on the more drinkable kind of side, with you know kind of not as much final gravity left in the beer. Uh, so you're thinking, you know, we're going, it is cold now, but we're kind of starting to push into those warmer months. So we're kind of, hey, let's go with something a little more drinkable. We have the vanilla bean that kind of leans the other way just slightly as well. Yeah, and I, I think for, for oats, for fans of oats and mm -hmm. oat savants, I think they're really going to appreciate this. I think so, yeah. Um, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll pour the <laughs> vanilla bean before it myself too. Right. Yeah, but I, yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. And I think the, and... Uh, however, I want to. I do want to say that I, I was a little off put by the taste of the first because, and it was compared kind of to the sweetness of the first one, and so I just wanted to retry it again. And so, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. Um, I like it. I'm just not. I, I think I like the vanilla bean better. Just overall for oats, though, it delivers that oaty flavor. So I'm. I'm I'd say good to very good. I think Ooh. would be a would be fair for that. Awesome, Matt. So. I like this one too. Very well balanced. Um, uh, not not a vanilla stout, so of course no vanilla. Um, I find it a little light for a stout. Usually a stout's got you know more body to it, and an oatmeal usually has a little more body. Yeah, in. yeah. So this is this is you know as far as just the texture, it's kind of light. Flavor-wise, it's nice. Nothing that really stands out. It's it's good. I would give it an overall just a, a good, right? The vanilla was very good. It's interesting. It's like, it's one of those, it's like, it's a, it's one that kind of like, usually the ones that you sit around and talk about are the ones that are like 15%. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, how yes. long was it in the barrel? But this, yes. um, this one, I think this one would be interesting to talk about just yeah. a sipper among friends. Right. And I think it's just, um, really, it's one of the main things we do here is like, we have our big barrel aged stuff, which we're obviously about to get into and bigger beers. But, you know, we want a beer that you're going to sit there and just enjoy to drink. You know, I, I think there's some of that, too. And I know you said some of the more drier, like, Irish-style stouts are your vibe. Um, I don't think either of these are really that. But, uh, but I will say that, yeah, they're just drinkable, which is probably what you might like about those dry Irish stouts. Yeah, it's very drinkable. Yeah. It really is. And yeah. it's, uh, I just, I'm, I'm the, the, I think just the different, I think, I think he nailed it, what he was looking for that with all of the different mm -hmm. um you know grains i think i think it's there but it's it's just uh um, well it's just a little different so, yeah but yeah definitely. no i but i appreciate it for sure so, all right number three let's do it all right you want me to hit it yeah do what it? do we got we got yeah we got drunchies drunchies what's so. a drunchie exactly is <laughs> so, that like a scrunchie yeah i wish uh no actually uh it is i'm glad that it is what it is it's actually it's a silly little term that we came up with here um we were talking about, you know, I don't know if you're a person who enjoys cannabis or not, but there are quite a few of those people in the world now, um, and it's okay to be out in that world these days. So, obviously, when you, you have some cannabis, there's a thing called the munchies, right? Well, this is the drunchies, when you're a little drunk and you go home and you clear out the fridge, right? So, or maybe you're already at home because you're drinking safely. But yeah, so drunchies is um, kind of a boozy Twix bar beer. That was kind of the thought around this one. So it's not barrel aged. Often people will say it feels like it is because it is uh, a high gravity, fin a finishing high gravity beer. So there is a lot of sugar left in there. Um, there is lactose. 
there is caramel, there is uh, cacao, and there is also Lorna Dune shortbread cookies. So now those were in the mash. But uh, yeah, just a fun thing. We're kind of playing on a Twix bar. We wanted something big and rich for like the holiday season. So that's about when this came out. Is now where I say bra. Bra, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's really good. Mm. And what's the alcohol on this one? 10.9. Make sure I didn't mess that up. Yep, 10.9. And it's got 50 IBU, you know, so it does have a bitterness that comes through. And I do think that cacao provides a little bit more bitterness than maybe the 50. But there's so much other fun adjunct in it that you do end up kind of with this balance. You know, coming at 11 almost, it's, it definitely, <laughs> it packs a punch. So, and it's classified as an imperial, but it's... Right. I mean, it's kind of teetering on a, on yes. a pastry, is it not? Yes, definitely. It's with all those adjuncts, the lactose, everything that's in this beer, um, you're definitely pushing into pastry stout world. Yeah. Well, it's not quite there yet. And I think stopping right on the edge, it's, it's really good. It is a little sweet, mm. um, but for what you're going for, I think it's, I think it's really good. Thank you, man. I'm, that's cool. Um, I'm glad. Because going in, we were like, we, I didn't know if you'd like this one as much. No, I, I like the, I like it. Good. I'm just... Cool. I really, to be honest, I'm trying to figure out whether there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> What's good here? That's not a bad place to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Matt. So, so this is this is really. Mm, how do I say it? Syrupy. It's really sweet. Um, it is. It's, it's almost like a dessert. You know sweet this isn't uh, this isn't for me sit there and you know knock down you know a whole bunch at a sitting it's really sweet so for me it's kind of a um you know in in wine terms i i would i would put it akin to almost a port you know you're gonna have something sweet but a little bit of it you know but uh you know not bad based on what they were going for versus your enjoyment of it yeah, yeah I, i'm sure they hit what they were going for because with the with the you know all the sweeteners they put in it they they definitely you know hit the mark um it's just not my wheelhouse i'm not a real sweet sweet alcohol guy so um you know i'm gonna give it just based on that a fair it's a you know i mean it's just way way on the too high on the sweetometer for me so <laughs> i'm gonna go fair yeah i'm gonna have one more because like we we do not give out excellence we yeah. just do not well, as That's you shouldn't the one complaint i have mm -hmm. for all three so far is the finish okay it's not it's not overly hoppy it's not it's not like it doesn't have that problem but it is a little it's a little bitter. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like chocolate roasty bitter though, right? Yeah, yeah. or like burnt malt bitter. Mm. Um, and in fact, the first one, I, I would swear it was a coffee. Right. So, um, but I really like that one because it reminds me so much of a coffee that I like it and compared to other coffee stuffs, I really like it. So yeah, I, I right, know it's right. confusing as hell, but anyway. My so, description on that um, vanilla bean often is is like, when no one, someone's never had it, I say it's like a, it's like a coffee with mocha cream, right? So it's, it really does have that coffee base. And it says vanilla bean, so right. it can be a little misleading, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna go very good on, on this one. The taste is is really good. It's it's a little sweet. If you like super sweet, it's not for you, but if you like a little sweetness, mm -hmm. then I think it's for you. Um, I think just that, that aftertaste though is, is, is bringing it down just a, a notch, but um, I could definitely, 
I could definitely come back for more. Yeah, well, we have those in 16-ounce cans, man. So, yeah. Cool. All right, number four. BH1. Yes, that's my shorthand. Uh, that's Barrel Harvest 1. Okay. Um, so that was our first anniversary beer in 2019. So if you're out there on Untapped or whatever, however you may be viewing our menu, that'll say Barrel Harvest 1 with parentheses 2019. So that was a big, you know, a love project of our head brewers, Tyler. Uh, it was the first beer he was able to release as a full-on barrel age. It's been aged another year now. We've had it in kegs and just waiting for our second anniversary, which we just had, so we could do our verticals with it. Um, sad to say we weren't able to bottle this beer, you know, and put it away, put it away, set, really cellar it, but it has been waiting an extra year. So it has changed. We're excited to have it out again. And it's only in the tap room. The vanilla, the oats, and the drunchies. Mm -hmm. Those are available in stores? Um, so Roll Your Oats is a tap room only beer. And then uh, Vanilla Bean is out in the world all the time. It's a, one of our core beers. And then the drunchies was a seasonal uh, right, right around the holiday release. Uh, so it probably is still out there in the world a bit, but we're almost out of it. So it's a hot commodity right now. Wow, this is really good too. And I, I, I'm, I, I'm finding myself being drawn more to the barrel age. Um, especially when there's like a bunch that are mixed together. Um, yeah. What was the what was the the alcohol used in yeah. this? What were the barrels? Yeah. So the barrels on this, I'm trying to recall exactly. They were Do Good. We have it written right here. Look at us. <laughs> we have the Do Good Distillery. It's a local distillery that was out of uh, Modesto. I believe they were around. Um, they were really putting a lot of production out. They had some kind of family setbacks. I won't get too much into it, but I believe they're still around. They'll probably be coming back. But this was one of their Nighthawk bourbon barrels. I believe we had some of the last of those barrels that went out into you know into the world for things like what we're doing with it. So we're really proud of it. Um, so it's, this is uh, really going to probably yeah. be a one of a kind you're, deal you're, just because yeah. of the issues with the company. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, we're we're proud. Um, our brewer and and the owners over there they kind of have become friends, and it's a very sentimental beer for us. And I don't want to get all into it, but it's it's really cool. We're we're excited to have it on still. Would you like a tissue? There's two. Yeah. No. I mean, really. No, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, <laughs> you can Google it. You'll find out. But yeah. That's too bad. This is this is really good. Cool. So Matt, this is kind of where I figured your this is where your wheelhouse was gonna be, just because of your appreciation for whiskey and bourbon and the harder stuff. So you had a couple of samples. What do you think? Good assumption. I typically do really like the bourbon or whiskey barrel aged. The characteristic I like from that is kind of the oaky character. This one to me is just. Uh, it's almost like plummy. It's there's a almost like a, I can't say tannin because this isn't wine, but there's a uh, almost a, a, a sour component to it that you know I, I like. There's a big flavor, but but that's you got a face going, and that's not a good thing. So what's the uh, what's the negative? Yeah, it's the kind of well, it's just kind of sour. I don't. That's why I'm saying like plum. But almost like uh, you know the, the sour part of the plum, the just a weird, weird flavor to me. So excellent, very good, good, fair pour. I, I would say fair. I mean, it's the alcohol being that high; it's not overwhelming. What what does jump out for me is that is that kind of bitter, and it's not really bitter; it's more sour kind of component. So I'm I'm gonna go fair on that one. What's the alcohol on this? Ten one. So for a barrel aged, actually not that high as our first like real shot at a barrel age uh we obviously knew going in like okay it came in a little under what we were looking for <laughs> once we get into this year's barrel age you'll see that uh we, we solved that problem but yeah you know what and i if you know going in that it's a 10-1 mm -hmm. and you pay attention to these things which if you've been listening to any of these podcasts well you're probably paying attention to them now right 
yeah, I really like this beer. The first time I'm like, okay, oh, that's a really good taste. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's a little it's a little thin, but then I'm like, oh, well, it's 10-1, so it's exactly what it should be. Right. I, welcome to the club. You've joined in it. You've, 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 it's excellent. You've, you've, you've reached it's in excellent. You've got one excellence. I need the whole audience, everybody in the tap room to <laughs> yes, cheer, please. Yes, please. Our live studio audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please. Yes. The people over there are like ignoring us. And the one guy's guy? looking at me going, what is Who he is doing? This guy? And why do they have a table on top of a trash can? <laughs> what are they doing? That's the, if you guys can only see, you know, podcast land, if it's, you can only see. It's it's really... It's real DIY. It's really high tech. It's, it, it is. <laughs> DIY. It's DIY. Yes, absolutely. They love us on Pinterest. All right. Number five. Yep. We've got the Jamaican rum, Jamaican rum. Uh, Barrel Harvest 2 of 2020, um, our second anniversary beer. Really good, 12.2, super boozy. If you're a rum drinker, you're going to love this beer. Um, obviously, we hit our ABV a little more than we Ooh, wanted. Holy cow. That's gasoline, my man. Yeah, yeah. This is serious <laughs> stuff. So, I mean, this gives me flashbacks to, you know, college, having a, I mean, it, I don't think it's Captain Morgan. They didn't tell us what, it, what exactly was. They didn't tell us what kind of rum it was. But but it, it gives me some flashbacks to some uh, some handles of Captain Morgan. Yeah, you know? and some um, face down in a couch somewhere <laughs> that you're not sure um, whose apartment you're in. Right. And you wake up and just you look oh, terrible. Wow. This and you is. You feel even worse. <laughs> this is really boozy. It's bringing it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I gotta ask. Is it is it too boozy? For some, it might be. I mean, I think before we went on air, I think I said, uh, for me, you know, about a about a half a glass, you know, like a two, three, four ounce pour of this is about all I should have and will have usually. Yeah, it's about three yeah. ounces too much. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> at 12.5 or 12.2, it is some serious, serious beer. Um, and it really, I mean, if you want barrel and you want, rum, you know, rum flavor, it's there for sure. This is... I, I my eyes are actually watering right now. Um, We're bringing over the tissues. Wow, <laughs> that's um, you know, and I don't, I can't remember ever having uh, an imperial, a barrel aged imperial that was this boozy. Mm -hmm. I think you have out boozed <laughs> the, the everyone. <laughs> so if yeah. you know, if you like. If you like super booze, mm -hmm. then this is this is you, right? Right. And yeah. like I like um, our co-host, yeah. And um, our uncle, um, uh, he he would love this mm -hmm. because I mean he would just sit down with a you know a snifter of whatever after dinner. Um, I think he would absolutely love this. I'm not. <laughs> Not your necessarily <laughs> in that camp. Yeah. Um, but given what I mean, given what you're promising, it's I mean it's very good for what you're promising. Right. Right. For my enjoyment level, I'm not a huge hard alcohol guy or whiskey guy or barrel. I that's the great thing about stouts about about mm -hmm. barrel aged imperials for me is it, it allows me to enjoy that flavor without having to actually drink the thing straight yeah so yeah. this is a little too close for it's meeting in the middle straight. more yeah. than you want yeah I, I i don't disagree with you for a person who isn't a hard liquor yeah. drinker yeah you know um i i'm gonna go i'm gonna go good to very good cool because it's 
you deliver what you promise, but yeah, it's a little, For it's you, a little it's, much. Yeah. I'm tasting this and I'm thinking this is right in Matt Gautier's wheelhouse. This is, this is going to be the one that he's going to dig. Am I wrong? Uh, absolutely not. This is, this is much more my wheelhouse, especially compared to the last one. This one's, this one's got kind of the same components, but, but in moderation. So you, you, you're picking up that rum, you know, the, the little bit of spiciness and the, you know, from the cask and this is great. This is just like, you know, flavor city. You're going to sit here and, and discover different things with this thing, you know, all the way through, through the pint. Uh, and I'm going to say a pint just because the alcohol is too high for half pint, maybe <laughs> to go, to go two or three, but, Five ounces, um, yeah, three this, this is going to be, you know, flavor walk throughout this, this, this pint as it, uh, or half pint. Yeah. As it, uh, kind of changes temperature as you're drinking it, but yeah, very good. I'm, I'm going to give it a very good. I really, really like that. I can feel the chest hair growing. Exactly. Right. Now. right. Yeah. 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 And there is actually, there's. Your, your car is peeling out at the moment. You know, you're driving a muscle car. Right. You know, yeah. like you're very, yeah. very cool right now. Yeah, I've actually, my shirt is actually now like two sizes too small. <laughs> you're wearing extra medium right now. <laughs> extra medium. Medium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a small medium. It's extra medium. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, That's uh. That's a whole one, ooh, right? Man, I'm sweating. Took All us right. to another level. Nice. All right. Number six. Number six. We got Barrel Harvest 2. 2020, so it's also our anniversary beer from this year, uh, and it's a Jim Beam barrel aged. And this one, these were even boozier at 12.5, comes out. Um, if you're a bourbon person, that is this is what you want. It's very similar to the rum, um, and these are single barrel. They're non-blended, right? So we had um, I think three or four um, 50, I think 53 gallon, 52 gallon barrels that we all put. We put them all together and put them right in there. They're all the same beer um, with the same age and everything in them. Um, so that is the thing that I think, you know, if we were going to nerd out and talk about it, right? Tell me about right, that because right. like, because sometimes you'll get different barrels, different whatever, and you, you don't have the same beer mm -hmm. out of the different barrels. Yeah. So, and they're like, yeah, well, that's what you get. I'm like, yeah. well, how am I supposed to know if it's, you know, which one, which one is going to be good and which one's going to be too mm -hmm. much or too little or whatever. So yeah, that was uh, intentional. Right. Well, so, you know, um, we're, we're still growing. So some, you know, some people have a, um, some breweries have a, the ability to buy a little more stock of barrels. They're quite expensive. And then the more expensive part of them is sitting on them for that whole year or however long you want to age them. Um, these for, for a mass market appeal, probably, yeah, they might want to be blended out, right? You might want to take, um, maybe that rum barrel and then blend it with a, a very like light bourbon, but you know, with a lot more oak and vanilla and a little less, uh, you know, booze character to them. You know, you might even go blend it in with a second use barrel, just depending what you're doing. But it definitely is one of those things where it's like as a, at 12, five with this much booze, some people might look at these as like a great stock barrel that you would blend into to kind of create a different flavor, you know? Final one, Matt, your thoughts. Okay. To me, this one's a, kind of similar to the, the Barrel Harvest. Barrel Harvest? The first one. Just, just, excuse me while I take one more taste. It's, you know, it's still more subtle than that. It's kind of ha halfway in between, but for me, it's still got just kind of a, an overbearing, God, and I wish, I, I apologize, I wish I could identify exactly what that was. I mean, to me, it's just super, super high alcohol. Yeah, it, 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 what it tastes like is, is like you set it on the counter and left it out for a week or two and... <laughs> I mean, 
the flavor part of it. It's not like it's bad, like it's gone bad. It's just that the, the flavor part of it. So it's just, uh, you know, a bit strong for me in, in that regard. Overall, not, you know, not, I would, I would say good. I'd give it a good. It's because it is, it's pretty balanced. Um, there's just that one component that kind of sticks out. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's got a good, good color. It's got good, uh, uh, you know, the consistency is good. Um, it's just, it's just that one, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe instead of in barrels two years, I don't know. I, I can't even suggest I'm not a beer maker, so I, I'm not going to suggest, but good. Had I ordered that and I wouldn't not finish it, you know, yeah, I'm definitely getting the alcohol. It's there in both um, of these beers. Yeah. So, so what is, so I'm going to take another sip and then I'll ask a question. Yeah, it's, it's really there. So if you love Jim Beam, it's definitely right up your alley. Yeah. And, and if you have, five, right? If yeah. you have not had a stout or if you're like thinking about it or whatever, then this is right there. So, so let me ask you this though. So many of the barrel aids that, Imperials that I've had have been mixed with something to sort of like maybe offset the alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that from the last two. Yeah, I mean these are uh, these are big. I believe uh, both milk stouts. You know, so we do have uh, we're you know you you do have a little bit of that lactose in there, but you're not you're not 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 at the level where you're going to actually. It's going to affect really. It's creating a bit of a smoothness on the beer. You know that lactose doesn't ferment out like other sugars. Uh, I know you've covered that in other episodes, um, so I won't bore people with it here. But no, go ahead, bore yeah, people. The, I if mean, it's a new episode, you never, yeah, you, might... you never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So listen to what? Right. So lactose is a, a sugar. Actually, from... let me stop you. Mm-hmm. Listen to all the episodes. Every episode. What, what are you doing? <laughs> I've yeah, and I've, I've listened to a handful myself, and uh, so I know some of the things you've covered. But um, yeah, lactose is a, is a you know milk sugar. We get ours from uh, Hillmar Ingredients, I think they call it, but it's from Hillmar Cheese. Um, you know, so they're real local, cool people. Um, so that that won't actually ferment out of your beer the same way that other sugars will. Um, so many sugars will be eaten up by the yeast and converted into alcohol. Lactose will not. So that's the cool thing about when you get a beer that's a, a milk stout or even those pastry stouts. Almost always, I think that's what makes it a pastry stout. Uh, they will have that lactose in there for a backbone. Now the level of lactose is, you know, that's variable depending on who you are and what you like. Yeah. Well, this is if, again, if you like, if you like Jim Beam, if you like bourbon, yeah, this is this is definitely right up, right up that alley. Yep. If you got that friend who's like, I don't want to go to a brewery because I drink hard liquor and I want to go to the little dive bar. Well, you can come here. You can get bang for your buck. You know, you can get a, a nice 10 ounce pour of this beer. It's like eight bucks, so really, it's actually pretty, pretty affordable for what ABV you're getting. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good deal actually. It's the the on the flip side though, if you're not a big fan of hard alcohol or Jim Beam or whiskey, this is not this is not there because I mean this hits you over the head with a tack hammer. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and so again, for what you're what you're promising, right? It's it's very good to maybe even excellent for what you're promising for my personal enjoyment. Yeah. That's probably good to very good. Um, just because it's, it's a lot. When we're here drinking like, three and, ounces, and, right? And I don't <laughs> know how much of this I could actually consume at once. And so there's that, just the kind of the drinkability factor mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. I, I, it's it's, and and I I've got to say again that this is the this is the booziest flight, of all boozy flights <laughs> that we've had. You caught us. You caught us at the right time of year. You have definitely boozed boozed this boozed this up. We've got we've got an eleven, uh, a a 10-1, a twelve two, and a twelve five. Some yeah. serious, serious booze yeah. going on here. Well, and there, yeah, and there's no hiding the alcohol here. There's yeah. no, will there be future attempts to maybe create more balance, maybe right. more th- uh, thickness, more milk, more whatever, in mm-hmm. order to sort of offset some of the booze? Because it's, it's pretty steep. It's there, right yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely. Or is this where you live? Is this no. what you want? Well, is this here's where we're going. Right. We're like, I mean, you know what? We're yeah. boozy and we're proud of it. I think there's, I know that we are very passionate about barrel aged beer. Um, you know, coming up out of, you know, just two and a half, three years ago, basically doing a lot of volume, but as a homebrew uh, establishment, um, you know, they were doing some stuff where we we're trying to like play in that world, but it's hard to do that until you get to the scale. Um, and even now we're, you know, we've got a handful of barrels behind us and there are a few elsewhere, but um, we really do want to build it out. It does take time. It takes patience and knowledge. You have to gain that. Um, but I think eventually we'll probably have both. That, that would be I know that our head brewer, Tyler, is very, very passionate about barrel-aged beer. So I think him getting, you know, the ability to go, hey, we're going to blend these barrels, and then these over, over here are going to be like the killer, like the single, you know, this is one barrel or three barrels, but they're all the same, and it's going to bring that big flavor. And you kind of look at, like, um, blended uh, scotches versus single malt scotches, and you start to play with that idea, and I think that's a cool place to live. Right. And it's, there's, there's something to be said for just going simple, and mm-hmm. this is definitely... This is definitely that. This is definitely well, not to disparage. Not at all. I'm no, not disparaging, but it, it is definitely yeah. it is it is booze, yeah. and it it is the booze that you're promising, and it's not hidden or covered up with a lot of other adjuncts or coffee or or, or chocolate or vanilla or whatever that might yeah. smooth it out a little bit, so that you don't know what you're drinking. And that's that's great. There's a lot of people who do such a great job at that, you know. And uh, maybe one day we'll throw some more stuff like that out there. Um, but for now, yeah, that's. That's that. This is what we were trying to do, you know. Yeah, I've. Yeah, I'm. I'm right. And <laughs> I'm right at. Ver, I'm right at. Very good, excellent for what you were attempting. Thank you. Um, but for me personally, I'm like at right at good, very good. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. All right. I'm really glad though, honestly, because I know coming in, you said you told me what you liked, and the fact, and honestly, I think you averaged higher than maybe what you would have thought it would have been. So I'm. I'm happy with it. It's a very impressive grouping. And we're certainly pleased that uh, you were able to share it with us. I was doing Sobruary, Sober February, because I do a couple of months off every year just to, you know, whatever. I'll drink at work things, but I'll sip. And I, coming in today, I forgot that that's the format that you do. So I was like, oh, today, first day sober, like for the whole month, blah, blah, blah. And then we come in and we just knock out barely. <laughs> Whoa, no. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. All right. This is the Stoutcast podcast. If you are listening on iTunes or TuneIn or Podcastify or Spotify or wherever you catch podcasts. We appreciate it. We want to let you know, though, that there is a homepage for this episode, and it has written words on it, and they give you a brief description of the beers and our ratings. There is also a beer list, so you can go on the beer list and you can see what beers you're looking at at the BevMo or the Total Wine or the local liquor store or whatever, and then you can click back and see what our co-hosts have rated it so just want to remind you of that and thank you for listening and thank you for clicking we appreciate it and we'll catch you next time here on the stoutcast at stoutcast.com